Hey there, I'm Donnie Spano, and I welcome you to this broadcast of Faith for Today. And today we're looking at this uh, message of perfection. Uh, we're calling this series Perfect, and this is perfect, not perfection. And that'll make more sense here as we spend these moments. If you will, go with me in your Bible, and we're going to go together to Matthew 5 verse 48 Matthew 5:48 Thank you Lord Hallelujah I'm excited about where we're going It's going to mean uh some Hallelujah some much needed and much fruitfulness that's going to be a oh my it's going to do God and the kingdom good and it says here in the 48th verse, Be you therefore perfect. Now this is Jesus speaking. And he says, Be perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Now that is not very popular. In fact, many would say that's unreasonable. There's no way that we can be perfect. And it's more popular, I would say, in some circles that you would say, you know, we're all human. We're all bound to miss it. We're all bound to make mistakes. We're all bound. And they will build that continuously. And they'll say, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, we're all broken, you know, in some ways. And we all. But what does the scripture say? What has Jesus said? And as Jesus said this, be you we be perfect, even as God the Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. As soon as he's speaking this, there's power on these words that comes on us. And that word and the power that's on it enables us. It gives us the ability to do the very thing that it says to do. And so now let's look as well in Luke chapter 6. In verse 40 Luke 6 40 and we'll see this the same idea we're called to be perfect Christians believers I'm talking to you you and I are called to be perfect now we're gonna this will be more and more real to us as we go forward because there is a distinct uh, a distinguishing that we'll have to get to and it says here in the 40th verse, The disciple is not above his master, but everyone that is what? Perfect shall be as his master. So when you and I answer the call to be perfect, we're going to be just like Jesus. And that's what we're called to. As Christians, as Christ-like ones, we're called to be like Jesus. When people look at us, they're seeing pictures images of Jesus and we can give ourselves more and more to that where you know you can almost equate it you know like a breakdown of a of a nutritional label you can see the breakdown of what's in there well the more you and I give ourselves to God and to the Lordship of Jesus we can be like him people can look for lack of a better phrase at our label and see how much 
self is in there, how much Jesus is in there, and break it down. And you and I can grow more and more like Him. And they can look and go, man, they're, they're pretty high percent Jesus. There's a whole lot less opinion in there. There's a whole lot. There is a lot of God in that one. And we're going to be just like Him as we allow ourselves to enter into this place of perfection. Now let's look together and let's go to Philippians 3, verse 12. Philippians 3, verse 12. And thank you, Lord. Something, this has been stirring on my heart, this message, this series, if you will. I believe there will be more to see in it. Um, as as we're entering in, we'll we'll go as far into it as as the Lord would have us, and um, we were leaving the the Northeast United States to come back to our headquarters and home in Southwest Florida, and we were getting things secured and ready to leave town, and and um, as we were doing it, I, I was mentioning uh, it doesn't have to be perfect; it needs to be secure. And the, the idea was, well, you know, we were off by maybe an inch or two, right? And, but we were able to get it secure. We were able to have it functioning well. So what's, what's important? Is, is it so important that we be without need of improvement or that we do the job well? And the latter is so important that the job get done well. And this is something as the Lord quickened it to me as, as we were going forward. And I could see you and I, if we continue on for the next 80, 100 years, there will be, let's look at that. Say we continue another 80 years. And at that point in time, have we got to a place where we cannot learn anything more of God. We cannot grow any more in Him. We have reached the place of perfection and don't need any improvement. No. So throughout the course of lives in this earth, there will never be a place where we will not need some improvement and some growth. And even in the way of maintenance, you see, because if you and I continue and go on, we're going to find it's going to take maintenance. It's not just that we do things, but also that we can keep it over the course. Think about a marriage. Yeah, you got hitched. Yeah, things are going great. But 20 years later, how you handle it then, how we regard it then, it's going to take some of God's keeping power. And that is going to take perfection. God being able, and th this is what I could see, that as you and I grow in Him, there's going to be time after time that we're going to have to enter into His office. And He's going to go, and this is not as formal as that might sound. He'll talk to you right inside your heart. And if we listen, He'll go, hey, you see this over here? Would you take care of that? And we say we, we hear that and we do that and we go, all right. And we're feeling real good because, man, that's cleaned up and life is good. And that has changed a whole lot. And so we're thinking victory. <laughs> Praise God. 
And then he goes, yeah, you know that over there? Would you do this? And we go, oh, okay, yeah. And we start working on that. And then that's looking real good. And we think, oh, praise God, man. Maybe we kick our heels up, you know, rest up a little. And he goes, oh, you see that over there? And if we allow this to continue and we keep putting ourselves in a place of willingness and allow him to perfect us, then we can be tempted to go, it's always something with you, God. And we can be tempted to think, do we not do anything right? Is there nothing right that we're doing? It's always something. So I finally did that. Well, I got that all squared away. And then it's this. And then it's that. And then it's, what, God? Is it never good enough? And that's not it at all. Why would we think that we have gotten to place in this scope of life that we don't need any improvements, that we don't need any adjustments. And this is why I could see the Lord was, was leading us to this, is that many are not doing anything. They're not doing that at all because they're afraid of failing. And so they have this idea of perfect that is without need of improvement, without need of adjustment, if that's what you're expecting, if that's what I'm expecting, we're not going to meet that at all in this life. Because in all actuality, we're going to need improvements throughout the course of our lives in this earth. Because of the darkness in it, because of the curse that's in it, we will constantly need times of improvements. And so... This is, and this is the tool of the enemy. Listen here. Because if he can't get us to not love God and to not do what God shows us to do, the next best thing he wants to do, he wants to paralyze us. He wants to get us to not move forward, to not do that thing. And so he'll put fear and he'll put these things around and he'll say, it will never be good enough. It'll never see. It's always something with God. You never do it right. So why even try? Why even do it? Why even extend yourself? Why? Why? Don't do it. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your energy because you know with God, it's always going to be, oh, you could have done this. Oh, you could have done that. And it's never good enough. What's he trying to do? Paralyze us. Get us to not even try. Because it's never perfection. That's not the perfect we're called to. I'm going to say that again. We're not called to perfection. We're called to be perfect before God. And that's looking at our heart. That's doing all we know to do. All that He showed us to do. And when we're done, yeah, there's going to be things that we could improve upon there that we could do better, but he'll look at it and go, man, I saw that they did everything I showed them to do. They did it the way I showed them. That is perfect. And if it's perfect before God, you'll be fruitful in what you're doing. And he'll look at it and he'll go, that's excellent. And then he may talk to us later and go, hey, you know about that? What about doing this next time? And it's not time for us to go, oh man, no. He's wanting us to be more and more useful. Hallelujah. The Lord showed it to us in this way. You and I, 
you know, many times, most of us, we've, we've flown. Most people have flown nowadays. And when you and I have gotten into an airplane and we've gone to higher altitudes, we've seen things that we had not seen like that. When we were on the ground, think about it. You know, you're thousands of feet up in the air and you start looking down and you go, wow, look, they look so small. Hey, little people, they're like little ants down there, right? Because you're, you're seeing it from a different perspective. It didn't look like that on the ground. And when you and I, when we step into God's office and we allow him to take us to higher places, it enables us to see things differently. Now, we didn't see them in that state of affairs when we were on the ground. So we couldn't do anything about that then. But now, we see it. Now, we can do something about it. Now, He can use us to be a help. We're more useful to Him. This is only through Him being able to perfect us that we'll see this. Here in a, a fee, I'm sorry, Philippians 3, verses 12 through 15, it'll, it'll show us this in greater detail. And Paul, by the Spirit of God, said, Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. So he's saying, I haven't reached perfection yet. There's improvements to be made. I haven't already attained. But I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended, if that I may get that for which I am also gotten or received of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. He says, I haven't got it all yet. How about you? <laughs> I can speak for myself. I have not got it all yet. I need to grow. I need to learn. How about you? Can we grow? Or have we apprehended it all already and he continues and says i count not not myself to have apprehended but this one thing i do so this this way of perfection it's not very complex paul said i do one thing by the spirit of god he's saying this one thing listen because it's so simple it might just go right over our heads one thing he said forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before you see if we're so mindful of past failures and mistakes it will paralyze us paralyze us from working the the god work right here and now if we're so mindful of all of that behind us, what they said and what they did and how they responded and, and all of the past successes and failures, it will be a hindrance to stepping into God's office today, allowing Him to perfect us and be useful in our place. Because we can't do both. And that's a common misconception. And this is part of the delusion. Is that I can hold on to all that back there and rightfully move forward. 
Now, this doesn't mean there aren't great things in the past we can't recall and remember. No, that's fine. And there's times where God will... Think about it. Everything in the Old Covenant was written for our admonition. It was written for our reminder. God's big on reminding. And He doesn't want us forgetting what's gone before us, what has already transpired. But we're not to live there. We're not to long for it. And if you hear this, people talk about the good old days, the good old days. And they're only thinking in their heart and minds about the the things that they considered went well, the highlights. Because they're forgetting about the, the block of ice they had to cart around because they didn't have a refrigerator. They could just put that meat in. They weren't talking about having to salt it up as much as you can because you didn't want that thing to go bad. And they're not thinking about, you know, not having good central uh, air conditioning where you can either cool it or heat it to whatever you needed at the time. No, they forgot about not having all those things. They just thought about the highlights and they're living there, if even for that moment. And what is it doing? It's paralyzing them now because we can't. If we're going to advance, we're going to have to leave behind. We're going to have to forget those things that are behind. Successful life and, and work over the last 20 years. Can't hang our hats up on that and go, all right, so the next 20 are going to be perfect. Not if we don't step into God's office and allow Him to perfect us. Because we have not already apprehended. And if we think it's all just going to go well because we've done good and now we can coast, we're fooling ourselves. We're believing a lie. If we don't make the adjustments like He shows, it will not just be successful in and of itself. And He continues and said, This is the one thing. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. Thank you, Lord. He says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many as be, what? Perfect. Let us, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. Thank you, Lord. Have this mind and mindset that we're forgetting what's behind and we're pressing forth to what is now. And it is the place of perfection where we can be more useful. Hallelujah. And it's not up to God. You and I. Notice Paul, he said, this is what I do. This one thing I do. He didn't say this is the one thing God makes me do. God enforces me to do. No. This is the one thing that I do. Now I know he's trusting God to do this. But he's not hung up on the past. He's moving forward. He's realizing there are things that need my attention right now. And if I am unwilling to step into that place and make adjustments, then I will not meet the mark of the high prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. 
Notice that's what we're talking about when we talk about looking at it from a different perspective. There is a high calling. God has designed it for us to advance, for us to incline, for us to see it from a higher stance, from a higher position. But it takes forgetting where we were at. You see, in an airplane, if we're climbing, we can't just detract and go back. We are thrusting forward. And it's for good reason. Because the higher of the calling we go, the more visibility we have, the more reach we have, and the more useful we can be in God. That's what he sees. And so he said, Let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded. Minded. You and I need constant renewal of our mind. The scriptures talk about how with meekness, if we receive the engrafted word, that means God's word goes in our heart and goes to work, that it will work to the saving of our souls. Your and my my mind is not saved. It needs constant renewal. And so if we don't enter in and allow him to make some of those adjustments and change our mind by his word and his will and way, then we're going to find ourselves not meeting the mark. We're going to find ourselves not perfected and not as useful as we can be. Now here, thank you, Lord. He continued and said, And if in anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this to you. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Now let's go together. I just want to make sure we got everything out of this that we were supposed to. Thank you, Lord. We'll come back more to that, I believe, in time to come. But let's go together to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 13 through 15. Thank you, Lord. You're called to be perfect. Yeah, you. Yeah, we are called to be perfect before God. And it is not perfection. We'll still need improvements. Hallelujah. And again, we're in, let me catch up with you. Ephesians 4, 13 through 15. Excuse me. And I'm actually going to start here in verse number 12. Now, this was addressing the gifts given to the church. And as I was looking at this earlier, the Lord was reminding me, Uh, my father in the faith, Brother Keith Moore, when him and uh, Mrs. Phyllis Moore started pastoring, he said the Lord told him that there were a lot of his God, his people, that were not fully benefiting from the gifts he had given them. He said that there were, he said in such a terms that they were like people working without a net. And this was like a circus, like a trapezist uh, example. Here they are. They are swinging. They are, uh, I mean, have you ever seen this? Trapezists, they'll go, I mean, there's feet in between these, um, thank you, Father, these swings that they're holding on to. And they'll jump from one to the other. How easy it is to miss the mark and to fall. And what would they, if they had no net, they're falling 
to complete solid ground. You and I know that's a recipe for disaster. And so he said they were not giving place to the gifts, and so they weren't benefiting from the gifts, and they had no safety net. And now let's come to this 12th verse, and it says, For the perfecting of the saints. These gifts are given to the church for the perfecting of the believers. If we don't give place to who God calls us to, and notice it's not just a pastor, it's also the other ministry gifts. And He will show us how to respond and how to give place. If we fail to do so, then we fail to allow ourselves to be perfected. And why be perfected? Let's continue in this verse, verse 12. He said, For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. This is the usefulness we've been talking about. When you and I allow God to use His gifts to perfect our lives, we allow ourselves to be perfected because we have work of the ministry to be done. And what it looks like is that we step into His office and He uses whom He will and perfects us and then goes, all right, sends us out. And we leave His office and this world looks at us and we are the bright shining examples of God. And it doesn't mean we don't need improvements. It doesn't mean we don't need to make some adjustments, but we show God and we look good and we make life look good in this earth. And they see, we want that. There's something there that's beyond what we have. And I want it. And it, we're called to this ministry of reconciliation to reconcile or bring back to God in this life. We have this ministry. Yeah, you on the job as you go about and you don't have to preach and, and teach the word. A lot of times they're just looking at how you live, how you trust God and how God answers for you time and time again. And you're no longer immature, but you are perfected. And we're going to see that here. The perfection we're talking about is maturity. He's looking for us to grow up and be useful. And we've seen this, you know, if you were going to have work done in your house, are you going to go to a child and go, hey, I need this drywall put up, right? So when you get done with your video game, when you get done, you know, doing your arithmetic, when you get done with two plus two equals four, come talk to me because I want this work done. I need some sheetrock put. No, you're a fool. No, they're not mature for that work. That would not be useful. No, you need a mature one. Let's continue. He said, uh, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Bringing this body, bringing the church. There are so many in all of our cities and all of our places that don't have a good church. How are they going to find their place? Because there are perfected ones who go out into this world. And man, God has enabled them to be so useful and show him like others can't and they're not holding on to the past they're reaching forth and they're advancing and they are reaping this world and the body of christ grows and then what happens to those babies when they come on in the church 
They need to be perfected. They need to grow up. Now, let's continue. And he said, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more what? No more children tossed to and fro, back and forth, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, different teachings by the slate of men, and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. God doesn't want us to be so easily duped. He wants us to grow up so that we can see there's, not, there's something that's not right about that. As much, because things are going to look so good, but it takes a mature one to see in between. And see, there's something, something not right. Thank you, Father. It takes stepping into his office and allowing him to show us what needs adjusting. To see the difference between what's man and what's God. It takes growth. We need to grow up day after day. Allow God to grow us up. And he continues and says, Thank you, Father. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. And as we do this, as we step in, when we're being perfected, what we're doing is we're allowing God to shape us more and more into the image of love. That what we do and how we do it and the way we do it will be godly. And this is the witness that the world desperately needs. They need to see God. Many don't want it. And that's why they'll, they'll just look right past it. But there are those who are desperately looking for God. And then you and I show up. And God's been able to perfect us. So he's able to use us. And we're so sweet. So easy to be around. And so useful and helpful. And it brings them together. God, hallelujah, but we first had to allow him to perfect us. We first had to step into the place of perfection, into his office where he can show us, would you change that? Would you do that? And not get all upset, not get all huffy and think, man, I can't do anything right, not get all sad and depressed. No, hallelujah. Because as you and I allow him to take us to higher and higher heights and go to a higher calling, we will see much more and we'll be more useful. And he'll be able to reach many more because we were willing to adjust. Hallelujah. Because we're called to be perfect. We're not called to perfection. So let's continue to grow. Let's continue to allow him to show us more on this. We will see you again soon. That's all for this message today. We love you. We bless you. We will see you soon.